0: Well, I'm Chad. I'm Aaron. And welcome to... The first edition of the Screen Day Podcast. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? Awesome. Well, I'm really excited. This is uh, a big day for us. I know, right? First, first episode. Yeah. So... You know, it's funny. We have a list of a thousand things that we want to talk about. We're always like, "Oh, we'll wait and talk about that one later." Yeah, we'll and then about... when we get on camera, like, "Ah, oh, crap!"
1: For what are we gonna 30? talk about?
0: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it'd be nice today just to give a little background on who we are, uh, how we got here, and what we might be able to bring to the table. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, who are you rooting for? Oh. Uh, None of the above, you know, so uh, I guess if I have to go, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, San Francisco avenge the loss from last time. Well, I, I would actually
1: say I, I want to see San Francisco win, mainly because Christian McCaffrey has been the basically mule of the Carolina Panthers for so long and went absolutely nowhere that I would just love to see him win a Super Bowl.
0: It would be nice to see him get a little love out there, so uh It'd be nice for Purdy to shut up some of the critics as well. So I'm excited to hope he has a good game. What is it with San Francisco picking guy
1: like quarterbacks that are really low in the draft? Like Joe Montana was really low in there. I think he was sixth round, wasn't he? So now you've got another guy who's last round in the draft and this pretty decent quarterback.
0: It always seems like there's certain teams that have fantastic quarterback lineage. You know, the Packers have had phenomenal success for a long time and as a Bears fan I'm hyper aware of how successful they've been at that (laughs) position. Uh but San Francisco's been another one. Uh even, you know, up until now, you would say New England probably had that, you know, with Brady and Drew Brees and Grogan and I mean it goes back quite a ways. But uh why
1: you just age yourself with the Grogan era.
0: Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, You're welcome. So anyway, so what? Anything cool happened to you this week? Uh, no, you know we've been knee deep in a new install on a piece of equipment that has uh, challenged us. So, uh, one of the things, uh, you know, when we talk about it in the future, we'll talk about having all the right things in place before mm. trying to install some equipment. But <laughs> uh, it's been a learning experience, and uh, luckily things are working out. Well, good. How about yourself? That's awesome. Just been busy. Um I will say since ugh,
1: since Mamaki selected us to be their distributor for the South, it's just been nonstop going every day, like literally at the end of the day, every single day. I'm like, Oh my god, it's eight o'clock already. Yeah. Um but great. I mean it's 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 busy great. It's uh it's been a whirlwind. It's uh it's exciting all at the same time.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about Mamaki. Uh you know, with the uh, the new 300 coming out, and uh, I'm actually uh, super excited to put that in our shop and give a give it a test run. I will say, from a just from a
1: supplier standpoint, it's incredibly nerve wracking the amount of uh, support staff and just the the amount of consumables we've got bring we have to bring in to support it.
0: Yeah, it's. Um,
1: it's daunting, I would say. So that, I think that leds, leads to, you know, just the... Because we definitely want to be different than everybody else. We we want to support our own. We want to support the South. We want people to not have to go anywhere but us. Thanks. So for that reason, it's... Um, you know, to make sure that the infrastructure is there to support that is... Takes a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm excited. Uh, I know that... Uh some of that stuff is taking a little bit longer with what's going on in our our world of uh, ship hostages and everything else. So uh, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, that'll be on U.S. soil.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it should be on U.S. soil here
0: in a couple of weeks. So awesome, it's exciting, awesome. So did uh, Chinese New Year play a role in? Uh, any other? I had
1: no idea Chinese New Year played such a big role in importing stuff. Um, yeah, like, no, like literally, we—I mean, literally—nothing happens for like two a, weeks. A solid two weeks. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah. Um, no email exchanges. No nothing. I mean, literally nothing. No communication. Um, and to try to get like this is our now our second shipment to get our second shipment in before the Chinese New Year. Yeah. They missed their window.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so um, now, the, now the ship, the next ship out isn't until after the Chinese New Year, so it's... You're definitely going to get the slow boat to China yeah, on this yeah, one, though. Yeah, huh? yeah, Nice. Well... that it happens. It does happen. So uh, we had it happen a couple of years ago, so it does happen. So, well, very cool. Uh, I'm super excited about rolling out this new podcast. I know you and I have talked about it for, you know, a few months, and we've kind of put the last month to really put things in order. Uh, Sorry, my my mic
1: can't be as high as yours. I'm I'm just not as tall. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: The the Mutt and Jeff of this (laughs) show, huh? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, one of the things I I think a lot of people uh, don't realize how diverse a background of of people that come into this industry. Uh, You got people that are far on the art side of it you have people that are in the technical side of it, some in the technology side of it, and they end up in this because they have a unique skill. And I think it's actually really neat. You know, some of our background is significantly different. I think that's going to be helpful in just how we see things and how we approach uh, problem solution. And you know, so uh, I'm excited to kind of share some of our background and. and oh, absolutely!
1: I think that's that's the. I think you and I share a a similar view of, you know, what people listening to this podcast can actually gain from. And I think a lot of it's just two different perspectives, right? You're coming at it from the printer's perspective. I'm coming at it from from the supplier's perspective, but not just the supplier's perspective. It's more of a systems perspective and um, more of a um, – Systems probably isn't even the right word. It's probably more like a
0: um, processes. Pro- yeah, yeah,
1: from a from a process point of view, and you know, if you if you can't measure it, you can't fix it. It's it's one of those things where you know everything has to be the correct process. And I think for screen printers, as you said, you know, everybody comes from a different background. Yep. So because every no one there's no businessman that says, hey, I think you know I'm going to do it today. I'm going to get into screen printing. Right. Um, it's more of You know, you have people who are artists who want to start their own line, or just, you know, they are artistic and the t-shirt just happens to be their canvas, or it's a lot of different, that's why I love this industry. It's a melting pot of everybody from all different backgrounds. And it's, because of that, the, the industry is vibrant, it's alive, and, but unfortunately, because people don't have a business background, or even an operations background, for the most part, they wing it. Yeah, And I think that's where I'm really excited is, is, is you know, some of the processes we've even uh, even established at your facility, and you can talk to how that's improved your production. But I think some of it, though, too, is, is understanding that, hey, you know, my, my famous saying is you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, you know, the reality is, is everybody's doing the best they can for what they're being told. Told or taught. Or taught. Um, and I will say, once you get into an auto, there's not a lot out there to teach you how to be better at what you do. Um, and that's really what I'm hoping that our listeners get out of this is hey, either those tips and tricks that work for others, bringing other people in and going, hey guys, here's here's how to
0: make your business just that much better. Well, the, the nice thing about it is that, you know, we have these discussions at our shop all the time. You know, we're, we're trying to get lower prices, but, you know, one of the ways to do that is to become more efficient. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, oh, I need to buy cheaper stuff. I need to get cheaper screens. I need to get cheaper ink. I need to get cheaper emulsion. And really, uh, some of it is to learn some efficiencies uh, and economies of scale and 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 reduce your cost rather than reduce your quality. Well, I think that's, a,
1: you know, I think that's a big misnomer in, in, in today's printing environment. If you're, if you've been a screen printer for 20, 30 years, you know, you go back even 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, you know, if you looked at, you know, the expenses that make up a shirt, you know, yeah, consumables represented a bigger portion of the expense and labor was a very low portion of that expense. So if I reduced my cost of consumables, yeah, it would move the needle, right? It would, right. It would lower my cost of goods sold. Well. Today that's actually backwards. So consumables are actually a low percentage mm-hmm. and labor is a really high percentage. So if I save myself a $10 a gallon but it makes my production slower, I
0: right. didn't save
1: 10 bucks. You know what I mean? So right. I think it's, it's trying to figure out a way. It's, you can't really look today on cost per item. It's more of don't look at the cost. Is it gonna make me more efficient? And is it going to allow me to produce more per hour than I can today? If it, your value. Correct. Yeah. And now I, I don't mean to produce more per hour, but then diminish my quality. That's not what I'm saying. Can right. I maintain my current quality or even better quality, but also then increase my throughput? And if I can increase my throughput, then that product is actually worth buying.
0: Right. So, you know, how, how did you get into screen printing? I mean, where, what's your aha moment or your... You're, oh my goodness, I'm going down that path moment. Well, I, so for the
1: better part of 30 years, I would say I've been an ink geek. Nice. So um, I I have been all things ink for so a very long you, time.
0: You escaped the nerdery? Uh, no. No. no.
1: Um, <laughs> in fact, ask, um, you know, the, the last call for All podcast, trying to get me to talk at a non-technical level is very, it's difficult for me. Sure. Um, so I've been in the in the ink industry um, for the better part of 30 years. For the first 20 years, it was actually in digital, okay. which is why I guess for me, for the Mamaki and the DTF, we kind of go hand in hand. Like I could probably go install a Mamaki tomorrow and I haven't had training sure. on the new system and because it's still the same, it's the same process. Um, I started off in commercial inkjet, now I am going to date myself when everyone used to get magazines, and you needed to have a variable address on that magazine. Right. So our printers were what put those on there. So they were conti- those were called continuous inkjet printers. And then from there, um, I was the commercial director for Sentient, which was a dye sub ink manufacturer. Oh, nice. From there, um, it was a collaborative effort, and we started the very first uh, pigmented ink company to actually go through a Kyocera head. Oh, so nice. that was an industrial pigment ink application. Um, so that was that, and that was, was for DTF. Or? No, that was actually for direct to fabric printing. Okay. So we were actually able to create a direct to fabric printer, printer, or print that goes through a printhead at basically fifteen hundred linear feet an hour. Nice. And every inch of that fabric could be variable. So it was. It was that was a really fun venture. Um, and then from there went into ink consulting, and then from there um worked with Monarch and helped them launch their Plastisol line of inks. Awesome. So that was, um, that was exciting. So previous to coming to us becoming Blue Ridge, um, I was the sales and marketing vice president for Monarch Inc. Fantastic. So what made me decide to get into the screen printing industry and actually become a supplier is solely education. I would say that's the first and foremost is what i noticed is there was a serious lack of education and knowledge when it got past the beginner stage there was a lot of of distributors there's a lot of youtube videos everybody's willing to help people get into the industry
0: yeah there's some yeah there's so many avenues to pick this trade up um you know there's some complaints to that it's too easy to to get into this industry almost uh but The barrier is low. But I actually think that's one of the
1: great things about our industry is, great, 2,000 companies go out of business every single year, while 2,000 companies go into business every single year. So we've always got new blood. We've got new ideas. It's very dynamic. Um, uh, It's a very dynamic uh, business. So I I really enjoy it for that. Um, But I don't think that's necessary necessarily mine and or Blue Ridge's cup of tea. I think that's the way to put that. Um I can certainly help people go lean
0: that direction but that's kinda one of my points was that I I feel like there there were a lot of resources for people that wanted to get into this as a new hobby, as a new trade, as a learning experience. But there's very few resources for people that wanna go to the next level. That wanna learn about efficiency, learn about more complex art, learn about, you know, more advanced techniques. And um, as a result, I mean, we have a lot of screen print companies out there that can print minimal color. Oh,
1: for sure. And I think it's, it's, it's also because they just don't know, right? They don't know how to right. get to that next level. And that's really where, you know, as, as, this is really a COVID company through COVID, where I couldn't really do as much travel as I used to do throughout the country and riding with distributors, I really had to stay home a lot. So I did a lot of podcasting at home. I did a lot of open houses at home. I did a lot of um, just going to shops and doing consulting in shops. And that's really what I found out is, is, is as I started chatting with them, I'm like, don't you guys find this out from your current supplier? And everyone was like, no, that's they can give me 15 whites, but they can't tell me the difference between one and the other one and how I would apply one versus the other one and how why one would work better in certain applications versus another one. And that's really where I felt that we could really raise the bar for what screen printers expect out of a supplier.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, my background is... I was going to say, so yeah. what,
1: what brought you here
0: from Wisconsin? Uh stupidity, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm joking, but one of the things is that uh, we were in another industry. We were in the dry cleaning business for uh, 30 years. Uh, COVID put us under. Uh, uh, governments weren't working. Uh, major businesses weren't working. Nobody was going to court. And, and so essentially COVID put put us under. Uh, I had did, a little did hobby. The, did the
1: business casual, um, not business formal put you help
0: speed that up or or was it really just covid no it really was covid i mean we um you know we had a ton of business that was uh regular business you know judges attorneys you know executives that were going to work every day that needed suits and ties and press shirts and we handled all that and then um we actually had a judge that called us and said uh, I've been wearing the same shirt for, for 45 days. He's like, I wear it for a few minutes and then I hang it up. And um, so that, that makes it tough, you know, when uh, you're not wearing pants to work anymore and you, all you have to do is put a shirt on for a few minutes for your Zoom meeting. Uh, we just were seeing business dying off. with uh, New trends where people were staying home, uh, work, work from home. Uh, that really impacted it because that gave us the sense that the dry cleaning industry may never come back. And I think you've seen some of that. So um, luckily, we had a little side hustle going. Talk about the side hustle. I love the side hustle. (laughs) In all honesty, it started as kind of a a fluke. Uh, My son was playing lacrosse at uh, University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, and he came to the office, and he's like, yeah, I'm responsible for getting all the uniforms, and I did. And they're not going to have our uniforms to us until the end of May. I'm like, oh, perfect. And he's like, well, not really. Our season ends the end of April. And I was like, oh, you got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talked about, I'm like, how hard going to be to make some shirts? And so uh, we bought a, um, a dye sublimation printer and we bought some heat transfer equipment. And next thing you know, we're in the, we're in the printing business. And, uh, you know, you, we spent enough to get the... It was a wash for what I charged the school for the uniforms. We broke even on it. So uh, we didn't make any money, but he was able to save face, and we had a new business launched. And that's really how we got into screen printing. Uh, after our uh, dry cleaner went under... We decided, are we going to, you know, we've been working for ourselves for 30 years. It's really hard to go pick up a boss. And um, so we had decided we would just expand the the heat transfer printing business that we had. And I thought, well, how hard can screen printing be? <laughs> and now you know why I'm uh, done. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we we found a place down here, uh, family in the area. We we bought it and moved.
1: It's an awesome story. <coughs> By the way, I'm very impressed on, <coughs> from for the short period of time in which you've been screen printing, how fast you've been able to not just pick it up, but um, just in regards to graphic artwork and SEPs and a lot of things that a lot of companies struggle with, you know, you picked it up really fast. Is there a is it was that luck was it
0: well the nice thing is that i had some art experience going in uh so when you even though you're doing the heat transfers you still got to do the artwork for people and so i had some background on that and then as a result i had some knowledge on photoshop and so i knew how to use the tools i just didn't know how to do the separation so once i learned what my goal was I, i started learning how to do the separations much quicker uh in all honesty, <clears throat> um, there's a million programs out there you can buy that'll help you do separations. And I still, to this day, think Photoshop is the, the essence of all of it. Even the way they separate in some of these other ones, they're using the essence of how you do Photoshop. So, but uh, that's probably a topic for another day. I think so. I think yeah. so. So... But yeah, um, in all honesty, I have a unique uh, situation. Um, uh, Nicole, uh, my wife, does all of the production work, so she's fantastic about registration and lining stuff up and getting colors in the right order and making sure we get the right squeegees and pressure and all that good stuff, so she so does a fantastic job there. What
1: I'm hearing is we have a similar
0: circumstances Yeah. That our significant others are the boss. The the brains of the operation. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay, just want to make sure we're... (laughs) I'm really going to date myself. I'm Sergeant Schultz when it comes to our business. I know nothing. So, yeah, and that's how I try and keep it. (laughs) But, you know, um, so the nice thing is she's on that production side of it. I'm on the art and separation side of it. Uh, You know, anybody that's been in this industry that's I... One isn't worth anything without the other, no, and vice for sure. versa. So it's nice that we kind of share in that responsibility. And um, but yeah, that's been our process. The thing is that we've learned it through immersion. Uh, so I always talk to some people. You know, like oh, I learned Spanish. You know, I took class for four years, and somebody else is like, I learned it in two weeks because I I had to. Mm-hmm. I was in someone's house and. And so that's really what's helped us is that we've just been immersed in it like we had to figure it out and we had to do something so we could continue moving forward. And uh, luckily, you know, I've married someone smart. So how's the uh, post-COVID business been? Ooh. So honestly, I'm lucky. I I don't I don't know pre-COVID business. <laughs> I only know post-COVID, so it's just business to me. So, which is which is good. It's been Yeah. It's been a good process. There were some challenges with some of the uh, supply chain issues, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pricing is going up. I think we're seeing that with, you know, energy costs and shipping costs, and but there's a lot of factors that are affecting our industry. Um, and that's one of the nice things that I think I bring to this is I have a, a extensive background in business and economics and. Uh, Before I was in the dry cleaning business, I was in the 401k plan management business. And so really that's our, you know. uh, So
1: you're a rarity. You're actually a business guy that got into screen printing rather than a screen printer trying to figure out business.
0: Yep. Yep. So it was nice because we were able to come in and, you know, I understood KPIs and processes and, you know, things that we thought would really help us if we were to solve it. Mm-hmm. And it has. It's given us exponential growth. It's allowed us to um, maximize our marketing dollars, uh, figure out pricing on a pretty accurate uh, scale to keep our prices low, even with you know some of the ink costs that are that are going up, that kind of stuff. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's been helpful uh, rather than just stab in the dark or use someone else's pricing sheet off the internet. You know, we were able to kind of take all that from scratch. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, that's one of the things I think in the future we'll probably talk about. But uh, we truly did an efficiency-based pricing model. And so uh, sometime in the future we'll talk about how to create one of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got a couple of interesting shows coming up in the near future. Yeah. So the first one we got coming out. Is let's get down to business. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, you know, let's talk about, you know, when do you know it's no longer just a side hustle? You know, when are we going to move into this as a full-time occupation? So. When to get off the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or.
1: <laughs> or when to stay on it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the next episode, a couple of weeks after that, then we're going to get um, down to wrap it up. Let's tape it.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk to Andrew over at PMI uh, so that we can get an idea of how they can help us with efficiency, and yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, I'm also really excited to kind of give people some perspective on when this can become your livelihood versus just a weekend hobby. Yeah, me too. So,
1: Well, yeah. awesome. Well, hey, I think it's been a great um, Grace First episode, and um, yeah. here's to many more. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. One thing I want to talk about before we wrap this up is that uh, we'd like to do a mailbag session. So we are anxiously awaiting uh, some questions from folks. Uh, If you have something you'd like answered, something you could use some help with efficiency on, a process that's broken, anything like that, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, We'll see if we can't either get a guest in here that can help with that. Or offer some solutions on our own. So that email address is going to be screenday at gmail.com. Excellent. Yeah, so send some stuff in and uh, see if you can't stump us. I'm sure someone can. Yeah, this won't be <laughs> hard for me at all. Yeah. Alrighty. It's Alrighty. been good, man. It's been good. Absolutely. Sergeant Schultz signing off. Take care, guys. Do you have the time? To listen to me whine About nothing and everything all at once I am one of those melodramatic bulls